Welcome to Bon Jovi Discussions. Today I have my buddy John from London or Essex. Um, what time is it over there, buddy? It is half past seven in the evening. It's 2.30 here, so that is... Jesus, so we've got a five-hour difference. I can I count first. <laughs> This whole lot, uh, we had to change the clocks back last night, which that's not even an excuse. So, anyway, how are you, buddy? I'm really well, mate. Thank you. Yourself? Good, good, good. I'm glad to have you on today. And uh, before we get into our, our big topic here, I want to ask you, how did you become a Bon Jovi fan? Um, it's a, It sort of started, you know, probably when I was a kid. You know, my, my dad's probably my biggest influencer in terms of, music you know anything from the Beatles through the 70s to the 80s and uh also I was born in 87 so my dad used to sing me to sleep um to is this love by Whitesnake um so there's always been and obviously around 87 you know Jovi were massive with Slippery and um and then obviously moving on from that obviously came New Jersey and, and things like that so it's always been around and, you know, I remember sort of being in my car, uh, in, not in my car, in my mum and dad's car, uh, just after Crossroads had come out. And mum played that tape um, to death um, when I was in the car, you know, it's just literally like again, again, again. Um, and then I, I sort of, I, you know, probably when I was 10, about sort of, you know, 98, 99 obviously Jovi were uh sort of on a break should we say yeah um you know obviously you had John's album in the in the um in the middle of that and you had Richie's uh, second solo album as well I remember John's um Destination Anywhere coming out um and I remember being in HMV uh, which is a you know, large music store over here um and that was massive at the time so that was around 97, but I didn't really get into that album uh, until a little bit later. But they've always sort of been around. And then, um, obviously, I, my dad bought me a ticket to see them close Wembley Stadium on the Crush Tour. The Crush Tour, okay. So that was my first live Jovi experience. And um, from there on, it's been... I'll start from there. As it is, yeah. So what is your absolute favorite song? Dry County, without a shadow of a doubt. Okay. Okay. I, could, I, I think we've talked about that on Twitter a few times, that being your yeah. favorite song. But anyway, so let's get into our big topic. Uh, we are going to talk about the Hard Rock Colin uh, show from the 2011 tour, which was the, just to kind of give it a little bit of an overview, it was the Hyde Park. Um, they were hosting the Hard Rock Colin Festival. Didn't that hold... 65,000 plus people or something, 70,000 or something like that? Um, I think it was more closer to 90. Okay. High I, I think you're right. And I better back up here because um, you were there, lucky you. And I oh, remember well. I was I was at my grandmother's. This was back in 2000, what was it July 2011 or something like that? And uh, it's just at the end of June, I think. End June, of June okay. 2011, yeah. Yep. And uh, I was at my grandmother's, and I remember they live streamed. I think it was on the band's site they were live streaming it. Or so, but I remember I was watching the live stream. Mm. And I remember the entire uh, show, how incredible it was. Um, but anyway, so 
you know, before we get into kind of the more details here, just a kind of quick overview, what was it like for you to be there? How, where were your seats? And just kind of tell me about the atmosphere. Um, so being Hyde Park, obviously it's, uh, it was standing only. Um, so I remember I got, I got in there and we were to the right hand side of the stage. So we were sort of, uh, Bobby Bandiera slash David Bryan's side of the stage where okay. usually, usually I always love being in front of like Richie and things like that, but it was grand. There was so many people there and I met my, um, I met my uncle, um, and uh and his sister and things like that and they they'd already sort they got there before i had okay um so yeah we sort of we perched down and um you know but we were sort of where that video shot the one that's uh the one that's on youtube i wasn't too i was in a similar uh sort of position um and obviously for anybody that hasn't seen the video you know we weren't you know right immediately near the front but we wasn't that far back okay you had, a, you had a decent so, seat yeah okay um so you know I, I know we talked about this before we started record here but i i would have to see you know i was I, obviously I've, I've seen videos of this show since in the last 11 years but i, I watched it in full the other day you know pro shots and all that and the audio and I, I, I still stand by, I would say this is probably one of the best shows of the 2011 tour, at least overseas uh, portion, the open air. Um, yeah. And and I remember like John, during the, I think it was after Lost Highway, John uh, mentions during the show that they practically started concerts in Hyde Park from the Bounce era when they were when yeah. they played for the first time. So were they not doing concerts and stuff before then? They weren't doing there previously. They they had done um, like, in, like in general for any anybody to play there. Bon Jovi was pretty much the first one to play in Hyde Park. Yeah, pretty much. It was it it, it was a bit of a um, it was a bit of a strange venue. I remember when I saw them on the Bounce tour at Hyde Park as well, um, and I remember uh, sort of thinking it was a bit of a strange venue. But obviously Wembley had Wembley was knocked down. Um, yeah. And I think they were sort of, you know, seeking alternative venues within London um, that were equally as big that could hold that amount of people. Um, and Hyde Park sort of ticked that, ticked that box really. So it was, okay. it was, it sort of come around, as you say, on the 2003 um, Bounce Tour. Um, yeah. And he mentions that during the show on the on the 2011 um, yeah. show. And uh, and yeah, I think it was purely because because Wembley was no longer there. That's that sort of yeah. was the the alternative. Okay. Mm. Uh, and another another thing I'll say about overview of the of the show was it was nearly three hours long, which is you know typical for the band, but this is a little longer. And mm. uh, the whole the whole band just seemed to be very excited to be there. You you know you can tell by some shows you know no fault to the band, but it's just how it is with any band. Sometimes you get on autopilot mode, especially so late in a tour. You know, you're just you're up there. You do your set, done. Yeah. The band was not on auto autopilot. They were just having a. You could tell every single band member was just having fun and excited to be there. And, yeah. uh, and on top of that, this is during where where John's injury was. It was yeah. He, his right. knee was really heavily strapped up on that um, yeah. that show yeah. And it and, didn't and, and that's all. Yeah. 
And I, I got to look back, but I think this was like maybe two weeks after Helsinki when he pulled that um, muscle. But, but still, you know, he still performed. I feel like it wasn't even there or anything like that. Do you know um, what? I really have to take my hat off to him because he was jumping around the stage. Like, <laughs> he must have been really overcompensating on his other leg to to sort of not put as much weight on it. But he just didn't care. He was... Yeah. So the adrenaline was obviously pumping, you know, and John is not one for, um, you know, lying down and not putting, not going, a, you know, whole hog and 100% into a show. You know, he's, he'll yeah. sing through the pain, you know, it's. Yeah. You, know, you, you mentioned the adrenaline and that's, that's probably right because, I mean, like you said, 90,000 people. Imagine being in front of 90,000 people, you know, and, and to kind of, <laughs> what's that? I said it's crazy, isn't it? I know. And just to back up a little bit too before we get into the set list, you know, so this was a hard rock uh, call-in festival. So other bands were playing the whole weekend and stuff, and Bonjo was, what was it, Saturday night they were the headliner? Uh, I think it was a Saturday it was, night, right? It was, uh, I think it was the Saturday. Yeah. yeah. I don't anyway, think it was the, yes, it was Saturday, because I think I went the day after and saw Rod Stewart on the Sunday. So, uh, yes, they were the um, they were the Saturday. Okay, let's dive into the set list. So the opening song uh, was, you know, this was this is pretty much a big opener of the almost uh, during the tour. Tongue, tongue it's funny though, isn't it? Because if you obviously when you look at the um, when you look at the sets, um, the European leagues, there was never a there wasn't a staple um, that they had in there as the as the opener. You know, like on the Lost Highway tour, for example. You, Generally, it was going to be Lost Highway. Yeah. Uh, occasionally, they mixed it up. But this, they had sort of like Happy Now, or they, you know, they, they yeah. really mixed up. Mm -hmm. The spontaneity of it. You know, and, and, uh, and I've always said, and I always will, unless by chance the next tour is great set list. Mm. The Circle 2010-2011 tour, their set list was the best set list that we've ever gotten from the band. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, but anyway, so the first song they opened up with was Raise Your Hands. And that's always a great intro to the show, you know. And you could tell right off the bat, as soon as that band took the stage, you could tell how excited they were to be there. And they brought their A game. I don't even want to like A++++ game. You know, they were just excited to be there. And, and even just, I remember watching the live stream. And uh, I was excited, you know, just from a yeah. live stream video, you know. So I can't imagine what it was like for you. Oh man, it was so hot that day as well. It was an absolute scorcher in uh, in London. Like it was, it was mad. And John's wearing that that big red jacket and stuff. I've yeah. seen that jacket in person too on one of the tours. Like they, they had him in a showcase, and it was mm. it's actually kind of thick. And yeah. so now that you mentioned, I was like, man, that's gotta that's gotta suck wearing <laughs> that. And you know, I think he only wore it for what ten songs. I think he took it off after Keep the Faith. So that was three, four, five, yeah. six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen, fifteen, about eighteen, nineteen songs. You wore that. Maybe, maybe I miscounted. Maybe not. anyway. Um, is there anything you want to say about Raise Your Hands? Um, no, it's, I mean I must admit it's, it's one of sure. my yeah. favorite openers. Don't get me wrong. Um, you know, it's a, it's a great track from Slippery. Um, and as you say, it just set the tone yeah. for the rest of the show. You know, John was on, 
John's vocals were were really on point. Richie was yeah, the whole band just yeah. were tight as anything. And not that, not that they're never not, you know. That's yeah. And, and it's so cool too. You see in the videos too, whether it's on the on the big screen on the stage or just other fan videos, and you see ninety thousand people, you know, raising their hands. And it, it's funny too. If we get to the next one, raise your hands. It was never a single, yet everybody almost every crowd knows that song when you have ninety thousand people knowing that song i mean granted yeah it's from the slippery white album which was a huge success but like if you were to pull out something like social disease or wild in the streets it's not gonna be as heavily known as raise your hands let alone the hits <laughs> so it's kind of you know I, I've yeah, I, agree. Kind of ironic. I, think, I think it uh transposed better into a, a live track than it mm -hmm. maybe Absolutely. did resonate on the album uh yeah. purely because of the fan interaction yeah, absolutely. Uh, the next one is obviously bad name. You know, usually that's predictable. That was pretty much predictable on on that tour, as yeah. any pretty much any tour. Bad name. Um, I really did. I found I found bad name at that show to really electrify. Something about it on Richie guitar and and like the way that Tika was driving his drums. There was something really electrifying about that performance. Yeah, um, sometimes bad name can can sort yeah. of meander into a set uh you know we all love the track don't get me wrong you know and you know it's you know of course it's, it's one of their you know one of their biggest hits and it's a real crowd pleaser but sometimes it can sort of fade into a set um sorry my, my laptop was dying and it wasn't plugged in right sorry about that i'm, I'm listening but yeah it can, it can sometimes sort of fade into a set and you know you get to towards the you know mm -hmm. the latter of a, of a set and you you haven't it's sort of not resonated but as you say on this tour bad name just hit a a new peak yeah it did and uh let me ask you because you know from the videos you know the crowd is so loud but like you know at the end there when john lets the crowd sing the rest of the chorus how yeah. loud was i mean that had to have been really loud it was it was one of the loudest crowds that i've that I've witnessed at a at a Bon Jovi show, um, and you know I've, I've been to you know my fair share, but that was it was better than the Bounce tour at High Park. There was just it just there was yeah I, I don't know whether it was I, I don't know um, yeah, yeah it was just something about the day and it yeah. it was loud yeah uh, next one uh, that it was born to be my baby. Obviously, that's that's kind of you know when we're talking about flow here, you got raise your hands, bad name, and then born to be my baby. I mean, it's just that roller coaster, as John says, you know, it's just it's going up and up and up. And so, born to be my baby was a great continuation to keep that going. And I mean, I talked about raise your hands with people, you know, waving their hands in the air, but born to be my baby, you literally saw people jumping up and down. It was just so much excitement for that. You know, as soon as that two, three, four hit, and then na 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 na. Yeah. Oh, that was awesome. And the thing is, he, he had the crowd singing, you know, the na 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 bits and, and things like that, you know. And again, it was, it's just, I think it, sort of like the intensity from Richie's, Richie's guitar playing, you know, the, they, they were back on form with harmonies. Um, and it was just, um, like when I was watching uh, the show back over the weekend, just sort of recapping, um, I think it's around 40 minutes until John actually sort of stops playing and then actually interacts with the crowd for sort yeah. of the 
first time. And I was yeah. like, but and by this time you've had seven absolute belters that they've just come mm-hmm. straight off the bat and yeah. it's like Oh, my God. <laughs> and, and that's the thing, too. When you're playing that massive of a crowd and you've got every single person in the palm of your hand singing every word, excited, jumping up and down. I mean, how do you stop? I mean, you know, you know, they stopped during Lost, which was after five songs, you know, but mm. like said, that was about 40 minutes in. Um, but back to Born and Be My Baby, one thing I really liked mm. about this one was the outro. You know, seeing that giant smile on John's face and Tico just, you know, making that eye contact because, you know, John and Tico, they had the interaction there. But Tico, you know, when they have him on the big screen, you can just, he's got this giant smile and he's just, he's not missing a beat, nothing. And then all of a sudden, the, the light, you know, it's still daylight, but the lights of the stage go out and stuff and the band takes about maybe a 10 second break there. Yeah, um, that's it. That, that, that really shot, that, that's that part really shines for me. Seeing Tico that happy and Tico and John have just got that that understanding. Like yeah. as you say, it's sort of like ingrained within them. And they yeah. you know, John John knows when Tico's gonna finish and Tico knows when John's gonna finish and it's just uh just amazing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh the next one is We Weren't Born to Follow, which you know, I love this song. I love it live. But Same. you know, when you're playing a festival, you know, obviously you and I were diehards, and so we don't care. You know, we're, we're having <laughs> deep, deep tracks. I'm just thinking in the general audience point of view. When you're playing a festival, I don't think we weren't born to follow was the good fourth choice. I think they should have done another hit to keep that roller coaster going. Because I did notice in the video, you know, I'm just judging from the video. You, you know, you were there. Mm. For- the crowd was kind of starting to go down. You want to keep that crowd up. But uh, either way, it was still a good performance. I just don't think that it should have been in so early of the... Uh, yeah, I'm not sure. I, I mean, that was a... I thought that was a really good, strong single um, yeah. for the band. And, you know, the way they looked in the music video and the oh, hype. The hype behind um, we were born to follow. I mean, it's, a, it's one of the best tracks off uh, off the circle. You know, there's there's lots of tracks on the circle, but uh, obviously we're not on that, um, not on the circle today. But but you know, like it was. I know what you mean. I mean, they could have chucked in, you know, something like every day or. Um, I mean, yeah. that would have been a great. That would have been a great um, sort of full choice because again, that was a big big single for them over here. Yeah. Now, now, um, don't get me wrong here. I, I absolutely love We Weren't Born to Follow. I mean, he was at, I'm a huge advocate of it. I like, I love the song. I love the video. Mm. I love live. I just don't think on this, this set list it was that good to be this right. Now, I can kind of contradict myself and say it was still good because, you know, it has that fan band interaction when, you know, the yeah, yeah, you know, raising your hands again. So mm. I'll give it that. Maybe that was the factor of, keeping it that so early in the set list yeah I, I think they you know also they they probably wanted to although you know the the set itself is heavily mm-hmm. um invested with with previous hits but you know they, they still have to put that the newer stuff oh absolutely in. and you know yeah. for me um i love seeing new stuff or stuff i haven't seen before and yeah. I've also, I'd, I'd seen we weren't born to follow before but yeah. um and I'm only saying this as a, I'm sorry to interrupt. I'm only saying this as a viewpoint from the general audience. Obviously, me as a mm-hmm. diehard, 
I love seeing, like you said, you love seeing the new stuff. And obviously, you know, this was the Circle Tour slash Greatest Hits Tour where they had to promote, you know, yeah, both, both albums. But, um, yeah. Yeah, it was, what would, what would you have put in if you were Job? It's My Life. Because and we'll get to and I'll explain why in just a second. But I would have put "It's My Life" in that place, maybe a little too early in the set list, but I still would have put it, especially because it was a festival show. But we'll get to yeah, that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the, the next one was uh, "Lost Highway," and I really yeah. don't have too. It's a, it's a great song, live. Um, I, I thought the bridge was really, really cool. Um, it, it, the, it's, the, the performance. From from my point of view, Lost Highway is um, it's sort of a, a good breather for John, if you will. Um, yeah. Not you know, obviously he's got they've got full, full throttle um, from kickoff. Um, you know, raise your hands, bad name, born to be a baby, we were born to follow, and then Lost Highway is just sort of that. Right, just let me uh, recompose, yeah. get my breath back. But it's still you know, it's still really chugs along it's still a quick track uh from that perspective it's not a you know it's not a slow track or anything along those lines but it just sort of it's a little bit more i suppose within john's comfort range if if you will yeah and um yeah you're you're absolutely right and you know this kind of brings it to my next point the next one you actually lost how was a kind of a breather but then they get into it's my life and something about the fans, just, as soon as that whoa, whoa starts, the fans just got extremely excited and loud because that's obviously, you know, a huge, huge, huge hit. Yeah. And you tell every, how loud that crowd was. You were there. And, uh, yeah. So I, yeah. I, I was kind of what stood out for me for that performance of It's My Life. Yeah, which would probably, as you say, probably bring you back to your point, which is why they – they could have put that in place of we were able to fire, but obviously, as you say, they just string it out a little bit. John's had a little bit of a, a breather. I say breather in the utmost respect. You know, it's not. Um... Oh yeah. <laughs> for any, every single band has that. Every band has that breather song where you kind of the band doesn't have to work as hard, and the singer can kind of catch a breath. And, and 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 as well too, you know, like with Lost Highway, it's not. You're looking at those first five songs, okay? Raise your hands. Born to be my baby, bad name, and and so forth. Mm. A lot of band fan interaction, a lot of fan fans participating and singing along and hand gestures. Lost Highway doesn't really have that other than the hey hey, and of course if you sing along. Um, yeah. So I think it's kind of I think that was perfect for the set. That was kind of having that breather there. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, it just sort of slotted in nicely for John and the band, and and then obviously as you say, they then kicked off after that with. Um, another absolute belter with It's My Life. Yeah, absolutely. And then the next one, which I really loved this transition. You know, they went from It's My Life and then, you know, the, the lights go out on the stage and then you hear John, or you see John pointing to David and he starts the intro to In These Arms. And mm. uh, the crowd got excited and stuff. And it's that's always a good one live. You know, crowd. it's, it's kind of similar to Borny Be My Baby in a way they're both ballads. But mm. they're kind of ballads that are kind of soulful and, and joyous as far as singing along, jumping up and down, and just singing your heart out. I know that's what I do when I see both these songs live. I'm just singing my heart out and having a good time, you know? Yeah, especially as In These Arms went through a phase of sort of not appearing in set lists, you know, it become a bit more of a, 
um, you know, if you heard in these arms, you, you know, you're like, oh, oh my god, it's, uh, they're playing in these arms. This is great. Like, and as you say, it, it was it was a nice one to put in there. Obviously, you know, the keys changed and things like that from the from the studio track, which is obvious. But um, but nonetheless, I mean, it's it's still a, a great sing along tune. Um, obviously, you've got Bobby played the guitar solo on that as well. Yeah, that's the see now. I love Bobby. I do, and he's he's a great singer, good guitar player, and all. But it still irks me to. And I've said I've said this since the Lost Highway tour. I have <laughs> said every time I I can. There was no reason for him to have that guitar solo. Richie should have had that in these arms guitar solo. For Christ's sake, he wrote it, and, and Bobby just butchered. Respect to Bobby. Like I said, great guy, good guitar player, all that. He butchered that so every single time. Yeah, I still will never understand how John let him have it. You know, do, do you think <laughs> Richie's so box like, ooh, Richie up there, sort of cringing, like, "What are you doing to my solo? <laughs> Why didn't Richie get the damn solo?" To this you know what? Until I rewatched it, I I completely forgot that Bobby took that solo, and yeah. then I, and then I heard it, and I was like, oh. it, "It's sort of like a." The In These Arms solo is a, it's a really good guitar solo. It's it's an enjoyable, works with the song really well. And just sort of waiting for that for that part of the song. And Bobby just, uh, yeah, as you say, yeah. so it sort of dampened the song, if um, ever so slightly, if you will. As you say, he's yeah. a great guitar player and a great singer and, and things like that. But, uh, yeah, it just didn't sort of hit the heights of, uh, of Lady yeah. Reggio. Yeah, well... I have to know why Bobby got that. Anyway, <laughs> I, I could keep ranting about it. It just irks me every time. Anyway, uh, the next one was uh, Blaze of Glory. And one of the, one thing I really love about this song live is that obviously this was a solo song by John. The band had no efforts on it. Mm. And, and this performance from Hard Rock Colin kind of proves it. The band makes it their own. You know, the band... Oh. And it sounds even better than on the album, you know, because the, the way Richie plays the guitar and Tico on the drums and all, it's it just, it's, it's amazing. And I will say that Richie just blows me away on that song. It is, he didn't even write it. And the way that he plays the solo at that show, man, that's amazing. It's amazing. Uh, sort of when I, when I was there, um, I, ha I hadn't seen Blaze of Glory for a while. I think I saw it um, at Milton Keynes in 2001 um and maybe a few other shows but i hadn't seen richie play it like that which was which basically rewound me back to 1995 and uh you know watching the videos of them at wembley stadium because it was so similar um you know with the slide that he was playing and ah, oh, this that version of blaze of glory is superb um yeah. on the two on the, on that uh high park show Absolutely. yeah and the pro shot video because they did sort of a highlights um mm -hmm. they did sort of a highlight show and the pro yeah. shot of that is absolutely amazing yeah and richie just you know it, it's a solo song by john but you know richie just kind of steals the spot for me he's he stole the spotlight for me at that show with that solo and just the way that he played yeah. um next one is lay your hands on I me mean, this was this was kind of cool to have a come back from blaze of glory you know the you know the band was uh, just on fire you know we're talking about the band just having a good time with blaze of glory it's even 10 times more better 
falling into your hands. And the, the band is just on fire, you know. And what what I really let me back up. You you're you're kind of reminded during that performance too how excited and happy the band is to be there. Yeah, you know, they're just, they're just having a good time, and you could just see the whole band is coming together and smiling, having fun, and just how well musically they blend together. You know, it's like this and keep the faith. Those two songs really capture and spotlight how musically blended they they come together. Yeah, hundred percent. And, and as you say, it's quite um, to go into lay your lay your hands on me from Blaze of Glory. It it was quite a it was a bit of a curveball. Um, yeah. I don't think anybody was expecting it, and um, as you say, I think everyone was quite surprised, but really yeah. pleasantly surprised that that's that's where the sort of set was going. You know, it was like oh, flipping out. Yeah. It was kind of like a, yeah. You know, if I was to look at the set list before seeing the show, I'd be like, I don't, I don't know how this can work. But they executed mm. it. They, they did it well. And one thing, I, I, it's a little different, too. And I thought it was kind of cool. The David's keys before Richie's guitar solo was a mm. little different. And I, I thought, hey, that's kind of cool. I thought it was a mistake at first. And then, you know, <laughs> but they did that a few different shows, too. So I thought that was kind of cool. Mm. And, you know, we, we talk about the continuation from Blaze to Lay Your Hands on Me. Richie, that guitar solo, I mean, Richie was, he wasn't missing a note, and he was just, you know, I, I'll say the overall show, Richie really had a spotlight on that show. He was just amazing. He he really was, and I think, but he shone through um, the Circle Tour. Um, um, obviously, they, they did a residency at the O2. Um and they were amazing through that period. And I think that just transposed into, you know, Richie was on real top form. You know, he'd, he'd come back from his sort of, you know, his shoulder injury, uh, the rehab stint and, and, and things like that. And I think he was just, I don't know, I, uh, for maybe the first time in a in a long time, maybe he was just really enjoying yeah. Being out with Ben, but I, I've got a question that I was going to sort of put to you a little bit later, um, um, sort of regarding that. And I, I was going to ask you whether you, whether his playing was so good on this tour because you sort of foresaw what was coming, whether he was, whether in his mind he'd had enough um, for future. Um, but, you know, obviously we know about the, um, because you can tour, you know, obviously he, yeah. he, he, that's when he left and, and things like that. Um, and I, I just, I, I don't know whether there was something in his mind where he was like, I'll go out with a bang. Yeah. It's just a thought process, but I, I, I could be, you know, putting two and two together and getting 8,000. But uh... <laughs> yeah, Absolutely. Uh, the next one, I'm just watching the time we got to move. Next one. Uh, yeah, sorry. Captain, Captain Crash. And this was, I think, you know, I keep talking about transitioning, but this was a great transition from Lay Your Hands on Me to Captain Crash. It was one of those, you know, mindsets. Let's let's keep this party going, that roller coaster. Let's keep them going, keep them going. And uh, this was a great crowd to band interaction. And 
John's excitement at the end of that song too, with all the ad libs and the guitar and stuff. Like you can kind of tell in his face, he didn't want to stop swaying the guitar and doing the. He just kind of wanted to keep that going. And ninety thousand people going like that. Yeah, you know, it was just incredible. And as you say, it's a, it's a real fan favorite, Captain Crash, and um, yeah, No, it's a it's a it's a good live track, and it's nice when you haven't heard it for for a while. Oh um, yeah, you know, it it, it really. It just it makes you happy. Absolutely, yeah. And like you said, you know the, the whole swaying thing. You know, man, that's awesome. Mm. The next one, which I am truly surprised that this hit, kind of made it early in the set list. You know, kind of like a surprise between later hands on me from Blaze. Bad medicine. Usually, that's kind of later. You know, at least maybe an hour and a half, two hours into the show. At this point, we're only in maybe an hour or so. Yeah. But I was I was not expecting that one so early, you know, because you hear you know, after a crash, is there a doctor in the house? And uh, like, okay, and uh, so that was kind of unique and different. I hundred percent agree with you. I I I I think I sort of I remember when I was there, sort of thinking, bad medicine. I was like, blimey, this is early. Like. Yeah. And, and this is where I would have put Keep the Faith instead of Bad Medicine, you know, which we'll get yeah, to. Yeah, maybe later. switch them two around. Yeah, because Keep the Faith was quite a bit later in the set, wasn't it? It was. Yeah. yeah, because after this, they do a couple ballads, which is, you know, kind of, you know, they didn't have a B stage at this or the circle. They just had the main stage because it was a festival stage. Yeah. But they do their two ballads or three ballads because they do I'll Be There For You. But um, they did Pretty Woman cover. And I, I, I loved this is where I really loved Bobby on the tour. You know, Bobby had the dealer's choice. And, you know, you always wonder if that's preset before the show, what he's supposed to play or if Bobby generally gets to pick the song. But I, re I reckon he throws in a little curveball. Or that's yeah. what I'd like to think anyway, because yeah. obviously they did, as you say, Pretty Woman. um they did a bit of shout in there as well, didn't they? Yeah. And then, and it was just, but again, it was all just good fun. Like, you yeah, know, Bobby, Bobby, and John were singing at the mic together, which was great. And, um, you know, sort of Richie took a bit of a back, back step for, uh, you know, sort of yeah. two, three minutes, you know, just sort of he was standing up there with you, and, you know, it was, yeah, you have your, after five minutes or whatever, but uh, yeah, it was great. Absolutely. And then they do, you know, kind of the quote-unquote B stage, you know, there wasn't a B stage, you know, there, there are three ballads, um, because on the right, on the rest of the tour, you know, they would come out on a circle stage and do two or three ballads, and yeah. uh, this wasn't the case, obviously, because it was a festival stage, but, and then Beautiful and, um, what was the other one? When We Were Beautiful and, um, I did. Hallelujah. Uh, I don't know why I was trying to think on that. Hallelujah was interesting because, you know, it was kind of like two sets of lights and then it was just John and David there, you know? Mm. It was an amazing performance of that. And I think that's the only time I've seen Hallelujah live. And it was amazing to see it. And John sings it really well. Um, but as you say, it was, you had... Um, hallelujah, when we were beautiful, and I'll be there for you. Um, sort of all in quick succession. So, yeah, which I'll, I really want to type, I'll be there for you. The other, the other two, unless you have something else to say with those songs, they were great, but uh, I'll be there for you. Did you have anything you wanted to say about Hallelujah or <laughs> no, 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 they're good songs. I just get sick of them live, you know. Yeah, um, I'll be there for you. Uh, 
was really a, a spotlight song for me on that tour because I loved the way, and he did it during this show too, the way that he sings, I wasn't there when you were down. Or, uh, and just the way that he kind of holds those notes and kind of pours his heart out as he's saying it. You know, people are watching, what the hell are you talking about? Watch the video, you'll understand. Right after the guitar solo, you'll understand. Uh, but, you know, but that was typical on the 2011 tour, the way that he sang that. And yeah. we, we go back to the loud crowd with the, the whoa, oh, oh, uh, you know, just singing back and forth and stuff. And that was amazing, you know? Yeah, it was incredible. You know, John and Richie at the, at the microphone together. And, you know, it, it's, as you say, it, it was special because, that you know, that was, the, that was the last time I saw have seen John and Richie do that apart from 2018 at the yeah. uh, Hall of Fame but, um, yeah. Uh, but yeah I mean it, it was great and you know it, Richie's backing vocals on I'll be there for you uh, well nothing needs to be said really it's just exactly yeah <laughs> amazing and, you know into the I keep saying beach is not a B stage set list here but we'll, we'll say these three songs you know Hallelujah to When We Were Beautiful, Dobby There For You was a great, Hallelujah was a great, okay, let's settle down for a second, audience and band-wise. When We Were Beautiful kind of starts to pick up, and then I'll Be There For You lead, obviously pumps things back up, especially with the end and with the crowd and fan, uh, band interaction. Um, and then they lead into Who Says. I was kind of surprised at that one, too, honestly. Like, yeah. You know, watching it, watching it back, I, I did think, yeah, it's probably not. I, I didn't think I, I'm sort of with you on the um, we weren't born to, born to follow uh, yeah. comment that it didn't really fit in there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, um, do you have anything to say about who says besides the, um, the no, I, I like it as a live track, it's not my favorite, but yeah, um, yeah it, again, it's, it's one that you like to get in the crowd. Uh, back yeah. interacted with and you know yes. again it's sort of it's got that um captain crash yeah or, uh, it, sort of to it from from my point of view but yeah it's, it's, it's a good track but yeah and, and you, of, you say about the crowd kind of getting back into things and that's where the next one sleep yeah we, we kind of saw that on this last april 22 tour having sleep as a getting the crowd back in motion kind of thing after the acoustic set and I think this was a perfect spot for it on the set list. You know, I love that transition from Who Says to Sleep. I would have even loved to see it from a transition from I'll Be There For You to to Sleep. Yeah, that would have been cool. Yeah, Tika, that, yeah completely. Tika really shines on, on – there was something about the drums. They were amplified, electric, whatever. He just sounded really good, especially that boom, 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 you know, and then it, it leads into the song and stuff. It just sounds really good. Absolutely. Yeah, and I, as you say, yeah, Tico's a, a master of his trade, and he's a really underrated drummer in my opinion. Yeah, oh, doesn't, get the, uh, doesn't get the credit that um, that he yeah. that he deserves. But you know, he's. But yeah, I, I think you could have easily put "Sleep When I'm Dead" before "Who Says You Can't Go Home," and that and that would have been a better transition, uh, yep. especially from my from my point of view, having yeah. you I, having said that. So yeah. Next one, this this is what I really wanted to talk about. Hey God, you know. Now oh. the 2011 tour kind of got some surprises. You know, you, you know, obviously they started the Circle tour in February 2010 with some stuff from the first two albums and stuff. And John had said that he was going to do more rare stuff that they don't usually do. Mm -hmm. Obviously, 
the stuff from the first two albums was very short-lived. But we still got goodies throughout the tour, and Hey God was a perfect example of that. I remember watching the live stream, you know, and for people that are, most people that watch this podcast are diehard Bon Jovi fans, but for the ones that were just kind of general fans, <laughs> Hey God, you don't see it live too often. So when Hey God, get, when you see John grab that tambourine, you pump up your chest, you're excited for it. And, uh, you know, so I remember watching the live stream at my grandmother's house, and uh, I was like, oh my God, is, is that, they do, because I saw John grab the tambourine, like, there's no other song that he can do with the tambourine except for Hey God. And what do you know? The band just started to do it. And uh, I, I yeah. love it. It was so Richard great. Richard got handed the Les Paul. Exactly. John's got the tambourine. And yeah. the, the sound from the Les Paul was just. Yeah. Oh, it was just. Man. Oh, it was. And you could really hear that tambourine because there's some shows where you, you can barely hear the tambourine or even the maracas for that, you know, for Keep the Faith. You yeah. really heard the tambourine at that show. Let me ask you, John. When you when they started doing "Hey God," what was the? As soon as they started doing the tambourine in the song, what was the crowd like? I mean, did, did a lot of people know what that that was, or was it kind of like more like the diehards knew what that song was? It was more, in my opinion, it was more the diehards knew what what they were playing. So uh, for me, the the crowd sort of dampened, and I was like, I was like, what the hell, like. How do you not know? Uh, hey God, or you know, why, why, why are you not yeah. going crazy like I am? <laughs> you, you know, yeah. it, I, I'd seen it. Um, they played it at the O2 uh, the year before when I'd seen them, but that was the only other time that I've seen Hey God. And you know, it's one of the, my favourites of these days. Um, and again, as you say, it's not something that comes around. Very often, you, you're yeah. not going to hear them play that. And one of those goodies for the diehards. Yeah, hundred yeah. percent. And um, it was a really good version of it as well. Um, yeah, absolutely. Like you said, the Les Paul sounded amazing on that. Yeah. Um, and you know, David Bryan, he—I mean, you could tell on his face—he was just excited to play. You know, and watching the crowd, he—you could tell he was having a ball playing that one. Yeah. Um, 100%. Next. But yeah. One, no, from the crowd crowd perspective I, I think it dampened which i was i was surprised at don't get me wrong you know it's yeah uh, absolutely yeah uh, next one is have a nice day you know the one, richie was electrifying you know, that guitar you know because there was that moment of silence between hey god and and have a nice day and obviously you know when you know you hear that dun, 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 you know um that's what really shocked for me that you know the other thing i can say about that one was John's vocals at the end, you know, he's and he did he's done this a lot since that tour, when he's holding the 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 nice part, you know, having uh you know he's going on at yeah. the end, and then the drums kick up and then song's over. You know, I like that. Yeah. You have anything that you want to say about that having to stay at that show? I think it was no, just, again, not really. It was um, yeah. great live. I just there's not really yeah. much I can say about I it. I love it. Um, Richard yeah. played the. Richie played the double neck telecaster on yeah. it, which was great. Um, but yeah, other than that, I haven't really got too much to comment on uh, on yeah. that last, to be honest. And the next one is Keep the Faith. And now, so this is right before the first encore. Yeah. So this is where we're thinking, okay, why is Faith, especially because at this, at this point, we're kind of accustomed for Faith to be kind of before the B stage or... Um, 
they, they've done it a few times, you know, kind of at the end of the set list. I'll give them that. But, like, you mm. never really expected it. And so I would have kind of flipped Keep the Faith in Bad Medicine's position and put Bad Medicine where Keep the Faith is. Oops, sorry, two six, Jerry. Oh, that's okay. Sorry, someone was uh, just trying to call me on my um, on my thing. Bum back. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> uh, but anyway, so yeah, so you know, keep the faith. You know, again, incredible band jam session at the. You know, you kind of like lay your hands on me. You see how well the band comes together. Yeah. John John during that whole performance, he had like this rushed through him I mean, he had that, all that like it was like he like, he had some built-up adrenaline he was saving for this and he just like poured it out uh during the performance and um and then tico obviously he, he was like amazing to watch yeah he really drove that you and know? again it, it, you know the, by that point i think that it had started to um it was getting a little bit dusky um yeah. again so that all of a sudden you've got the the stage lighting and uh, now coming into effect, whereas sort of prior to that, you hadn't seen that. So obviously, you know, with, with Keep the Faith, you know, it, it, it adds to the effect of the song uh, when you're seeing it live as well. Absolutely. So let's get into the encore. So obviously we all, you know, the band left the station. We all know the band's coming back. So and I was not expecting this as an on the first encore, Dry County. And I know this is your absolute favorite. So I'm yeah. sure... This, uh, has Dry County always been your absolute favorite? Yeah. Okay, so yeah, so, so for, for, a long, like, for a long time. Yeah, I, I, I've only seen it twice. This was one of one of the times, and the other time was at Twickenham in uh, on the Lost Highway tour, and that was the first okay. time I saw it. Yeah. Was, so I'm sure you were happy to see this one live. And, you know, because this is one that you don't get to see on every show. Once in a while, when John's feeling good. Again, yeah, band was amazing during their solo. Richie really shined, and uh, yeah, it's, it's just, funny because uh, Richie did that um, he, he he come in too early at the at the beginning of the second solo, didn't he? And he's done it a couple of times, but I, I kind of quite like that in a way that um, that they're only human. Yeah, uh, you know, tell the show. Yeah, exactly. You know, you, you, you make the odd mistake here and there, and. It just sort of adds to something, I guess. Yeah, I, I, I don't think it even phased John. Like he didn't like even care or anything like that. And you know, you're talking um, about in how... fact, John, John was sort of standing there looking at him in in awe of Richie. You know, just yeah. Like... Oh, I wanted to mention that too. I'm glad you brought that up. Yeah, during this you know, you can tell he's in awe of Richie and and you know Richie not miss. I mean that that guitar solo is really freaking hard, and Richie makes it look so easy. Yeah, that's it. And you know, but Tico's drumming in that second part of uh, of the solo on Dry County as well. And you know, it's just it's just yeah, it's just a masterpiece in my Absolutely. opinion. Uh, <laughs> next one is Wanted. Uh, uh, you know, as usual, audience is singing the first verse. What I really liked about Wanted um, was that loud. You, you can hear it in the videos that huge loud roar of fans as soon as Richie changes his guitar from the acoustic to the electric and he's like, let's drive and it goes into yeah. the and fans are just going ballistic. Man, that's what pumps me up about that song is that that part right yeah. there. Yeah. Yeah, it's um yeah, I mean you know, wanted to staple, you know, it's 
And as you say, it's that it's just that that change of dynamic in the song, you know, where it's gone from being, you know, sort of, you know, a fairly fairly quiet and the, as you say, the crowd are singing it, and then and then it's pumped back in, and the band are back in, and I think that's the that energy perspires into the crowd as well and you know as you say that that's why everyone was you know sort of pumped and you just hear this roar of you know Richie coming back on stage and all of a sudden the spotlights on him and he's he's whacking out the the wanted dead or alive solo and it's yeah just Amazing. yeah uh but, next one is Saturday night obviously it, it's a, I always love it during an encore set um Things I, I liked about it was, you know, that hey, 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 and hands in the air. You know, it was a very energetic crowd for that one. You have anything you want it's, to say? It's, it's one. It's it's one that they sort of dropped from the set for a little while as well. So, so again, again, it's it's kind of nice that it that it came back in. Yeah. Um, not. I haven't really got anything to to sort of comment on the on the on the actual performance of the song, but it was really nice to have it in the set. Um, because as I say, it's sort of one that they, they can drop in and out and it's it's nice to see it. Right. Jackson, come here. Jackson, come here. Sorry, my dog was crying <laughs> before. Gosh. Um, the next one, uh, prayer. Obviously, yeah. you know, anyone that's watching this and I have never seen the Hard Rock Call-In show, if you're not going to take the time to watch the whole show, at least go watch the pro shot of Living on Prayer. Man, one of the best performances of Living on Prayer post-2000. You know, yeah, that's, two, that's probably one of the top five. I, I probably would even put it in the top two, top one, the first. Amazing. The, the crowd and you just amazing. The, the the electricity in the air when they when they played prayer that night was amazing you know obviously you've you've seen some rarities and you think that you know you think that they're probably going to close on prayer they're just unwanted and mm -hmm. a prayer you probably think in all fairness if, if that's where it ends i've seen a really good bon jovi show yeah and obviously you've got all the fan videos that they had on the screen as well and oh yeah that was cool thing. Uh, yeah, really nice idea from the band to to incorporate fans into into their world and and on this massive screen too. At that, you know that that was awesome. Yeah, uh, yeah. So how so? What time was it? Do you think from curfew to this? Probably about 10, 10, 10, 15, 10, 20 ish. Quarter past ten. Yeah. Quarter past 10. 10. Okay. So, and they never even left the stage. So this was the first encore. And you can see John kind of playing with the crowd a little bit, you know, standing there. And then, so this is the big one. Um, so the second encore, they go into Always. Yeah. And I, I don't think you could play, I don't think Bon Jovi can play London without doing Always. You know, it's just like one of those staples from London now. Um, you know, and as John says at the beginning of the show, he says something like, Tico, all it takes is that drum solo to start yeah and then tico the yeah, team kind of did a little too early but you know john kind of just it didn't matter everyone knew what was coming um, but, yeah, yeah, but, but again always yeah. always Sorry. was was a track that they dropped for mm -hmm. quite a few years you know and it was it was sort of um you know again sort of fairly recently that they reintroduced that 
Um, and it's been a staple ever since. And I, I think they feel that they now can't drop that song from a set list. No. Which is right. And it, that's how it should have been anyway. Um, Absolutely. It just it just sort of fell by the wayside for some for some reason. I'm not sure, I'm not sure why, but uh, I mean, again, that was a great version of Always. Yeah, absolutely. Sorry about my dog. He he's got to go out and he <laughs> got to wait a few more minutes here. Um, um, yeah, you know, and if you watch the video too, you know, I know you were live and you got to experience it. Um, mm. But like, watch it from the video. If you watch London '95 of Always and 2011. Yes. I, you know, you still get the at the atmosphere. You know, it has that. You know, and, and, Rich, and we talk about John and Meyer and Richie um, during um, Dry County. He he does the same thing during the outro of Always. You know, he just stands there watching Richie not miss a note and just pouring his heart out on that guitar. And if I can, wasn't wasn't he playing on the Les Paul on that one too? Was it Les Paul? I think it was. I'm pretty sure. Sh- I'm pretty sure it was a Les Paul. Yeah, yeah. I don't think because uh, I know for Living on Prairie used um, he was playing an SG, um, and unless he used the same guitar which he used on Dry County, which was which was a Gibson, but it wasn't a Les Paul. But um, but I, I can't remember whether it whether it whether it was a Les Paul or not. But again, it just it holds that sound. It's got that body and. Ah, uh, yeah, it's just it's just something that sticks with you forever. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, so you think that this is gonna the show is gonna end there with always. You know, at, at this point, you just don't know when the show is gonna end because it just it's okay. Could this be the last one? Is this the extra good that they're gonna give? But they just keep going. And so yeah, so that this is like every diehard dream. You get always, then you get these days. I mean, so you know, always is about seven eight minutes. Okay, then you get these days, which is another six minutes. So that's like fifteen minutes almost of a diehard's dream. You know, getting those those balls. Yeah. yeah, these days I love um, that. You know, it's, it, again, it's it's one of it's the band put at their peak when they when they were writing um, these days, in my opinion. Um, but that song is just it resonates to so many people. It, there's yeah you know take what interpretation you want from the lyrics of these days but it it hits a note in every diehard or every person who hears it uh head or life yeah you know it's yeah you you said it perfectly my friend you really did uh richie shines on the song and then after these days like yeah you don't know if it's if this is the end or not. And you can kind of see John just hanging out there, and he's this. I think he's wearing a leather jacket, isn't he? Yeah. And then he takes it off, but then puts the guitar back on. So right there, you know, okay, they're doing another one. And yeah. I, if I remember correctly, John just kind of points over to Richie, and Richie starts that intro to Blood on Blood. You know that, you know. So that was that was kind of cool. And again, you you just like. So again, blood on blood, another six, seven minutes. Yeah. So you had like twenty-one minutes of yeah. three tracks that, as you say, all diehards are just going, "Oh my god!" <laughs> like we're all going nuts. Like you know, yeah. it's just that that order of 
um, songs that they played them in were, oh, it was just, they really fit as well. And as you yeah. say, by that time it was, it was dark. It was, uh, it was just a, a magic. Yeah. Uh, yeah. In the night. Magic, in a yeah. way, in a way you kind of want to say the encore was like for the diehards. You know, yeah. Because you know, you, you, during the whole set, like you, the festival, you know, you're getting all the hits and stuff. You know, Captain Crash and a couple other deeper stuff. But um, the encore was just for, a lot for the diehards. You know, and then, so after Blood on Blood, you're wondering if this was if th- that was it. Because there were signs too that I saw on the sign saying, you know, f the curfew and keep playing yeah. and stuff. Like the band just kind of congregates into a, in a little circle, and I think at that point, you know, okay, they're going to do another one. You know, like, how's it, you know, you don't want it to stop. You're like, oh, come on, how no, many more are you going to do? Yeah. But you're like, okay, okay. Well, you know, as a diehard, you're thinking, oh, please be another deep track. Please, you know, what could they, and you, you're, you're running through your mind too. Okay, they did this, they already did this. I'll tell you, if, they, if they'd have played something like Living in Sin or uh, Wild is the Wind or Lie to Me or something yeah. like that, I'd have been in like, I'd been in heaven. Yeah. And, and, and you, you talk about how Richie kind of started a little too early on in Dry County, that solo. He does the same thing in I Love This Town, you know, that yeah. where he puts on the guitar and that, that intro. <laughs> and, and then John goes, you know, for a second there. And then they obviously get back into it and stuff. But that was a great, that was, I, I think that was like a great way to close the show, you know. Yeah. I Love This Town, you know. And so practically you got three encores, you know. I it's hard to tell how many encores there were. I think someone posted the set list, and half these songs weren't part of the. Some of these were. I think these days was an audible. I love this town was an audible. Saturday night was an audible as well. I, I think I could be wrong on that. So yeah, blood I think was already on the set. I think blood was supposed to originally end the show. You know, so I think it was originally. And like I, said, I could be wrong on this, but I'm pretty sure the encore was meant to be Dry County, Wanted, Prayer. Encore 2 was Always in Blood. Mm-hmm. Always might have been an I think Always on the set list. I have to go back and try to find a picture of the actual set list. But uh, essentially, that's yeah, what it is. Send me a picture if you could do. That'd be, uh, that'd be awesome. Yeah. I tried looking the other day, and I couldn't find one. You know, obviously, you could pull it up on setlist.fm, but it just shows what they played. Yeah, just the older, yeah. Fan held set list. Mm. Um, Jackson, one second, but my dog is like begging me. I gotta get <laughs> but you know, just to kind of conclude here, hold on, buddy. Oh my gosh. Um, to kind of conclude this tour um, or this show was just amazing, you know. And you got to how many shows did you do in the 2011 tour? Um, I did three nights at the O2 on the Circle Tour. Okay. And I did Hyde Park. So, Rankin, would you say this was the best show of the tour that you saw? Yes. Yeah? Certainly, okay. the, certainly, the, certainly the longest. Yeah. It, I mean, it's amazing how long the show was. Did they go past I, mean, I, 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 I saw some. I saw some really good tracks, though, um, when, I saw, when I saw them at the O2. Like, they did Hey God. They did Wild is the Wind. They did, uh, which I hadn't seen before. Yeah. So, again, that was a real, like, diehard moment for me yeah um, i think they did something to believe in as well uh, again which i'd never seen before and i was i was just i you know again i love that track um but yeah on on that tour i mean you, you look at some of the other 
sort of set lists from um, Lisbon, um, Italy, Barcelona, like, like they did Get Ready. I, I mean, they're, they're, oh, yeah. they're, Get ready they're on chucking me. in things that yeah. you hadn't heard for, you know, 30 years. And that's why it was probably the best set list, you know, maybe for diehards, that's why it was such a good set list on every night of the, this tour. It was because mm. it was so predictable and you, you got the goodies like, you know, Hey God and you know just other deep stuff that they would never have done otherwise. But yeah. um, before we conclude, what was your favorite memory from this show? Um, I would say... I don't say it's in Drag County. Um, my favorite memory is that it was the last show with John and Rick, uh, with Richie playing with a band yeah. that I got to see. Um, and if you would have only known at that time, too, you know, I, I, I'd have tried to have gone to a few more up and down this country. Um, yeah. you know, certainly I didn't have the money at the time to be oh, yeah. abroad or anything like that, but right. um, I certainly would have tried to have gone to see them at others. Uh, within the UK, um, because purely they were just on fire uh, on this tour, you know, they uh, and they were all having a good time, you know, despite John's knee being yeah, but like, you know, like you know, heavily strapped up. I, I think you and me both kind of really pumped this show up with how good it, because it really was that good, you know. So people that are watching have never seen. The hard rock show. I mean, it really, really was that good. And I wasn't there like you were live, but just video wise, man, you know, yeah. like, just to know. And, you know as, good as, as good as the videos are, obviously, they don't justify, they don't yep. justify it when you're in the crowd and, you know, exactly. chatting to other people around you and, uh, you know, yep. singing along. And, you know, it's just, you know, the amount of times that I've that I've done a couple that I've done Jovi shows like two in a row and day three I've got no voice you know it's yeah, <laughs> I know this feeling but uh, anyway but my my dog is crossing us he's got to go out but um I want to no. stay on I'm going to end the recording but I want to thank you again for coming on today especially so late on your end and uh, I really no, have, pleasure, had a good chat with you about you know as soon as you said hey let's talk about Hard Rock Con I was like absolutely and yeah. I'm we got to talk about that show. It's kind of fun to kind of go back and watch the show and then talk about it. So, Absolutely. Um, thank, thank you, everybody. You're welcome, mate. Speak soon.